your Bibles, open your Bibles to Genesis chapter 18. Genesis chapter 18. <clears throat> Genesis chapter 18, verses, verses 18 and 19. This is going to be strong now, so please put your seatbelts on. When you have it, just say amen. It says, seeing that Abraham shall surely become a great and mighty nation, and all the nations of the earth shall be blessed by him, in him. For I know him, that he will command his children and his hold or his household after him, and they shall keep the way of the Lord to do justice and judgment that the Lord may bring upon Abraham that which he has spoken of him. I'm not going to read 1 Thessalonians. What I want you to do is keep your finger in 1 Samuel chapter 30, the first uh, 18 verses there. You can read it when you get home. I want to deal with this today because I wanted to make sure that I had a sure word from God. I may teach I may preach 8 o'clock. I taught because I had to deal with some heavy stuff and I wanted everybody to hear what I had to say because I believe it's detrimental. Uh, what I'm going to say today is going to come off strong, but it's going to be helpful if you can take heed to what I'm saying today. This is, and this is evidence right here, uh, Mother's Day comes around. And the church is packed. The stores are packed. Mothers are celebrated all over the world. People drive home from far and near to celebrate mothers. Not talking about every father, but the fathers, they come around. The malls ain't packed like that. Churches are not packed like that because for some reason there's a stigma against uh, fathers for a lot of reasons and I'm going to deal with that today I want you to understand some things because when God had man in mind please hear me this is going to be life changing even for children I want you to understand what I have to say today please give me your undivided attention when God created man when God had man in mind Genesis chapter 1 verse 26 says and let us make man in our image and in our likeness and let him have dominion. When God created mankind, it wasn't about what color his skin was, but God created Tony, somebody just like himself. He wanted a replica of himself. He wanted a image of himself in the earth realm. And when he said, let us make man in our image, he was talking about his triune nature. The Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost, which is equivalent to you have a spirit, you have a soul, and you also have a body. When God created man, he wanted to look down in the earth and he wanted to see himself in the earth. So when he created man, he created man in his image and in his likeness. And he said, I want him to be just like me. So I'm going to give him everything he needs to be me in the earth realm. 
He's going to rule like I rule. He's going to think like I think. And he's going to act like I would act if I was in the earth realm in a physical form. He says, let me make man in my image. So when a man wants to find out who he is, he has to go back to God. It's impossible for him to find out who he is without him first going back to the person that made him. Show me a man who's trying to figure out who he is, and I will show you a man who's not, who uh, hadn't come through God yet. Because uh, when you find out who God is, you will find out who you are. If you're having a crisis with your identity, you will find out who you are when you hang out with God. Because the more you find out about him, you will start to come into your own because you are a replica of who he is. And the moment you come into Christ, it ignites the God side of you for you to understand what it is. When you look up the word father, you will find the word pater. It means source. It means that everything originates uh, from him. He is the initiator. Everything starts from him and everything stems from him because God created himself in the earth when he created mankind. Man was supposed to have dominion in the earth realm. God himself breathed into man's nostril and he became a living soul. When you talk about a father, a father is somebody uh, that has to understand that I'm not just somebody who made a child, but because of what God put in me, I am a born leader. I am someone that God made a leader and someone that God made to have dominion because I'm here to cover a family. I am a leader in my house. Now, I need you to understand it's not easy to be a man. And the men in here won't say anything, but I'm going to speak on their behalf. It's not easy to be a real man. Uh, a real man is not measured by how many women you have. He's not measured uh, by how much street cred you have. You're measured by handling your business and taking responsibility. Hear me carefully now. When you talk about what it is to be a real man or to be a father, it's not, it's not easy to be a man. And if you are a man, excuse me, I'm getting ready to say, if you are a man, especially if you are a minority, uh, you live a different world or, or you live in a different world uh, if you are compared to your counterparts. Uh, men are seen differently if you are a minority in this nation. Because the truth is, he may never tell you, he leaves home every day and he goes to work and he may work a job he don't like. But he'll work it to take care of his family. He goes to a job where he may not be getting paid how much he's worth. But he'll stay there because I have responsibility. He'll sit there every day and he'll work a job where his boss may not treat him right, but he'll go every day because I got to take care of my family. Even though he is the head of his household, please hear me, he's the head of his household, he's really at the bottom because the family is sitting on top of him. 
If he goes to work 40 hours uh, a week, uh, he may be the last person to get something out of his check. And sometimes while he's out the house, watch this, he's out the house and uh, there's no peace out there because he's always treated and reminded if he is a minority that he's second class. That you're not equal to your counterparts and we are going to remind you that you don't measure up. And that's an issue. So when he comes home, sometimes the people that he fights out there for, when he gets home, he's still not celebrated. I figured it was going to be quiet. It was quiet at 8 o'clock too. Because they tell you that's what you're supposed to do. But he works every week and he'll go broke to make sure everybody in his family's okay. He'll spend his last and he'll never complain about it because uh, at the end of the day, as long as my kids are good, as long as my spouse is okay, then uh, I'll make do with my little bit. He ain't in the mall shopping every week. He got two or three good outfits, but he wants y'all to look good. If you catch him on most of the time, he'll wear his work uniform during the week. He might clean up Friday or Saturday. Because I'm trying to make sure that my kids look decent when they leave the house. And my wife looks good because I'm trying my best to make sure that they look good because they carry my name. Nobody won't say amen there. He fights the whole time because uh, I'm trying my best. Everything he does, he does for his family. When he makes moves, he's thinking about his family. He don't buy the house for himself. Uh, he buy the house for y'all. He could live in a one-bedroom apartment. The house he bought, he's buying it because he wants to be a hero to the folk he live with. The car he drives or his wife drives, he ain't buying it uh, for himself. He's buying it because I want my family to have the best car. My wife has to be safe. She carries my last name. He wants to be the superhero in his household. He likes it when it's something she can't do and he, she needs his assistance. He needs to be needed. Y'all quiet. I know you're strong. I know you're independent. But he wants to be needed. If it's a jar in the kitchen, she can't open and she called him. He want to flex his muscles. Even if it's flabby, he, he want to open it because he's made in the image of God. So uh, he's called to fix stuff. He, he has to have something that he can fix. Trying to help somebody. He, he has to fix stuff. When he can't fix stuff, uh, life is not right. If there's a problem, he wants to solve it. He's built to solve problems. That's why men oftentimes don't like church because uh, church tries to make men weak. Can I love God and be a man? I ain't soft. I ain't that feminine. Uh, do I fit in the church world? He got to fix stuff. If you want men to come to church, give them something to fix. Give them something to do. 
He may not fit in children's church because he's a manly man. He don't know how to praise like you. He loves God. He may not be as spiritual as you are, but he loves God. And it's a fight when you have to deal with something. And the Bible says that God loved Abraham because he commanded his children and he knew how to make his house honor God. He knew how to make his children honor God and he knew how to make his household honor God. Let me park here. We're in a society right now. Please hear me, especially if you are a minority and you are a male. When you leave the house, cops shoot our sons and husbands in the street for no reason. So even if he gets pulled over, he has to bite his tongue and be treated sometimes less than a man. Swallow his pride so he can just make it home. He comes home and sometimes child. And if you go back to the Hebrew culture, only the father was left to give the children their identity. I'm going to go deeper into this. The father was left to tell the child what they would be. The Bible says they would lay hands on the children and he would tell them what they were going to be. The blessing lies in the hand of the father. I figured it's going to be quiet. I know it's tight, but just hold on. So what's happened in our society is we have a generation right now where the kids don't have an identity because the mother and the father are at odds. Quiet. See, sometimes we got to be honest with ourselves and just because the marriage didn't work or the relationship didn't work out, uh, he might not be uh, a bad father, but he might be a bad boyfriend. He might be a bad husband, but you think because he's not a good boyfriend, he's a bad father. So you demonize the father. Quiet. You demonize the father when one day uh, that child might need their dad. And we're in a culture right now because mothers and fathers don't make it. Mothers emotionally attach themselves to their son. So the sons become husbands. To their mama before time. And he can't have a relationship because mama is a all the other men left me but I'm going to hold on to you because you can never leave me. And you put pressure on him to be something he was never meant to be. So every time a girl comes along, nobody's good enough for your son because the truth is you're in competition with her because you don't want to lose. Y'all quiet. Tell somebody it's tight, but it's right. Tell them I came here to hear the truth. 
So nobody going to tell you that he becomes, your son becomes almost your husband. He takes on responsibility because I see my daddy drop the ball. So let me step up and make it happen for my family. But what happens is, even though he can produce money, he's emotionally unstable. For the position that you put him in without his permission. Let me get to my text. Let me... Uh, and it's out of whack because when men are displaced, when men are out of the house, it changes everything. I'm almost there. It changes everything. First, uh, First Samuel uh, chapter 30 uh, talks about this. And I'm going to get there a little bit quicker than I did uh, at 8 o'clock. First uh, Samuel chapter 30 uh, is a story. When you look at what a father is, men, you got to look at how God treats us. Now, uh, mind you, I didn't have a lot of male role models coming up. So I'm learning even now through trial and error. So there was things that my wife uh, wanted from me that I wasn't good at. I've never seen a man when I grew up opening, opening doors for his wife. That's something that she's into. So open doors. I'm not good at it. For years, I wasn't good at it, but she kept saying it. So one day, I heard a preacher say, please hear me. The preacher says, uh, you treat your woman like God treats her. Watch this. He said, God opens doors for her. So why can't you? If you're going to be like God, wouldn't you open doors for her? And I said, oh. Okay, so now, uh, and then my wife said something that hit me kind of hard. She says, Anthony, uh, remember you have sons. So how they watch, they'll watch how you handle me. So what I started doing was opening doors. So last week, she was out with the boys. I was nowhere around. She said, baby, all day long, Corbin opened the door for me. Why? Because they're going to mimic what they see. I'm going to say something strong, brothers. I'm coming to help you, but please hear me. Child support is not a substitute for your presence. Y'all quiet. I don't care if the mother's crazy. That child needs you. Yeah, I said it. I don't care if she's full of drama. That child needs your presence. The check is good, but we need you to be there. I said it at 8 o'clock. I'll say it again a little bit earlier. Uh, last year when my mom was sick and I was gone a lot. I didn't talk about it, but I was gone a lot. And uh, it was pressure on my wife. It was pressure because she had to play a huge role. And I have boys. They all boys. And my oldest son, his grades has always been strong. But he was acting out in school. He was cutting up real bad. And uh, I came home. I was beating him. Can't say what I want to say. <laughs> Tearing him up every chance I get. And because he was getting in trouble. It got so bad that the only reason he wasn't expelled was because his grades were so good. But he was in the office all the time. So 
I'm in Atlanta taking care of my mom. And then she called me and said, Anthony, uh, he got in trouble again. They may expel him. I'm going to take him out of school before he gets expelled. So the last two months last year, she homeschooled him. Great, still strong. She homeschooled him for the last two months. I thought it was a month. She told me in the back last She said, no, you wasn't here. It was two months that he was home with me. And I'm going through all the stuff to get him set up. So Colin's cutting up at school. She said, I'm going to take him to get some counseling. She thought I was going to oppose it. But I'm in Atlanta. I'm saying yes to everything. The counselor called me, Bishop. Yes, ma'am. I need to talk to you. I said, what? She said, there's nothing wrong with him. Two things going on with him. I said, what is it? She says, first of all, he's afraid of what's going to happen to your mom. He's more mature than you're giving him credit for. Number two, he misses your presence. He's having a hard time with you not being in the house. One day I was in Atlanta and I forgot. I promised him that I was going to pick him up from school. And KK got there to get him and he wouldn't get in the car. Acted a fool. I got home. I almost went to jail. My point is, he was acting out so bad because I was not there. So I had to figure out how to talk to him and keep him in place, even though I was going back and forth. So one year later, week before last, he goes to school. Same child that had to finish two months early from getting in trouble. This year, he closes out on the state test had the highest reading and math in the whole third grade. Watch this. Not one referral. Why? Because my dad is here. Look at a man and say, you matter, baby. You matter. I don't care what happens with the mama. You matter. You are important. You hold the keys. Chess, they couldn't do it. I had to show up. Because when he sees me, he sees what he wants to be. And when I see him, I see what I used to be. Let me go deeper. Let me hurry up. I don't have much time. But tell somebody you matter. I don't care what happened between you and the mama, but y'all got to figure out how can we raise these kids to make this thing work? Because this child needs me to be there. Nobody won't say amen. The reason why the kids are so mad and so angry is because I can buy you Jordans, but I can't put time in. I can buy you a game, buy you a cheeseburger, but I need your attention. Let me go deeper. Let me go deeper. Let me go deeper. David, I love David. He's one of my favorite characters in the Bible. Because David has two personalities, April. David is not soft. He's a man's man. God's hands is on him. David was a worshiper. He played the harp. He was skilled. He was anointed. Playing the harp, he could drive out devils. He's a worshiper because a, a real man going to love God. But he's also a warrior on the other side. When it's time to fight, he's ready to go get it. He ain't scared. He ain't soft. He ain't timid. He's a man. David 
love God with everything. Whenever David would blow it, he wouldn't make excuses. He was quick to repent. He would go to God quick and say, God, I blew it. He would turn and he would gain the favor of God. God said he's a man after my own heart. David was obeying God. God told him to go do something and he did it. His family was in Ziglag. David was a leader, had 600 men under his watch. And one time while they were obeying God, uh, the Bible says in uh, 1 Samuel chapter 30 that the Amalekites came. I'm going to deal with this. The Amalekites came and the Amalekites, Katrina, uh, was always opposing Israel. And while they were away and left their families uncovered, the Amalekites came and took the wife, took the sons and took the daughters, burned the city, took all the goods out of the city and kept them, uh, held them captive and left the city burn, burning. That's strong right there because David was a man of faith. But while he was doing other stuff, the enemy came and took his family. He left his family uncovered, obeying God, trying to do the right thing. You left your wife, your sons, and your daughters uncovered. Here's my question. What have I traded my family in for? Could it be I'm leaving them uncovered because of my career? I'm leaving them uncovered because of my friends. I'm leaving them uncovered because of my addictions. I'm leaving them uncovered because of my selfishness. I can buy you anything, but I'm not there. So while he was obeying God, he left them uncovered. And the enemy came and took his wife and took his kids. Let me park here for a minute. <laughs> Took the kids. I left them uncovered. Nobody's there. I know it's strong, but uh, could it be? Watch this. I left them uncovered and the enemy is messing with the mind of my wife. Because I'm not there. Could it be that my daughter is out of control picking the wrong people because I'm not there? The guy she's choosing is not anything close to me because I'm not there. Could it be that my son is hanging around the wrong crowd because I'm not My daughter doesn't have a real man to compare to the man she wants. So she picks anything because she has low self-esteem. Quiet. If fathers don't tell you how beautiful you are, she will seek the attention from a stranger. I just said something. The reason why so many young girls right now have low self-esteem and they want the attention of a man is not because she's bad. It's because I want some attention and because I can't get it, 
from the one man, the first man I'm supposed to meet, I'll choose any man. Since I can't figure it out from my father and I'm a young man, I'll get it from the streets. Left the family uncovered. David, 600 men, 600 families. Everybody's gone because they were busy and left the area uncovered. Watch this. David turns around. <laughs> David turns around. They come back to the city. They see everything gone. The city is in flames. Watch this. In flames, David and the men start crying over their families. Some of y'all don't even know that men are hurting. Because we don't show it. We hide behind ego and pride. We hide behind success. We hide behind money. We hide behind status. But the truth is, the little boy in us never healed. So the reason why we're all over the place is not because we're a bad person. It's the little boy in us is unstable. And sometimes the little boy in me talks louder than the man in me. Quiet Sunday. This is the most quiet one we had all year. So here I am. I'm a man. But David's hurting. He's crying. And men, when men are hurt and they can't heal, they get angry. So David and the boys are upset. So now when I can't find somebody to blame, I take it out on the closest person. Oh, I just said something. Uh, all of our families are a mess and we can't fix it. So they start fighting each other. They, they, they want to fight David. They need somebody to blame. This is why we keep killing each other in the streets. Because we're hurting and we don't know why. We will not admit that we're hurting so our tempers are out of control. And we need somebody to blame so we take it out on each other. We kill each other in the streets. Nobody wins because one family's going to the cemetery and the other family's going to the penitentiary. I'll say it again. One family is going to the cemetery and the other family is going to the penitentiary. Because we're killing each other in the streets because we're hurting because we don't know how to heal. We're broken. David is getting blamed for everything. David is a leader. Men, this is what happens to us. Because it's hard when a man falls. It's hard when he's trying and it seems like it ain't enough. If you want to see a man broken down, let him feel like he's failed his family. When he's trying all he can and he's looking for encouragement from the one person he lays by every night and you always remind him where he messed up. Uh, uh, he know he's blown it, but 
when it comes to the person close to him, he wants you to see him try. Uh, you can beat him up for failing, but can you kill him for trying? No, your neighbor and tell him, sometimes I can speak to the king in him, or sometimes I can speak to the fool in him. I can wake up the fool, or I can wake up the king. Which one do you want? You, Y'all, nobody don't want to say amen. See, you can't roar at a lion and think he's not going to roar. You can't put, see, now, now y'all want to act like you ain't in church. Let me help some of y'all. This is why things are so tight in your house. Let me, let me help you. When you understand how a man functions, a man can buy you a house, but you will make it a home. He don't tell you. He won't say nothing. But sometimes your thank you or baby, I appreciate you is all he needs to hear. Oh, let me. Y'all, men are too easy. Let me help you. I ain't telling you you, you got to lick him. But if he is a bad person, if he is a good dude, baby, and you see him trying, you got to tell him every now and again, you know what? I appreciate you. Because while he's going out there, there's some guys in this room, I promise you, he's working every day. And at the end of the week, he's getting $50 a week out of his check after he worked 40 hours. If that, nobody won't say amen right there. You know why this is boring to you? Because when they're talking about men ain't no good, y'all run around the church. But every man ain't out there bad. He might have made some mistakes, but he ain't no bad dude. He trying every day, trying to make it. Lord, have mercy. Let me help some of y'all women then. You ain't perfect either. You, you, you don't do everything right either. If we gave a litmus test, there's some stuff you can be a little better in yourself. He just don't say nothing because you can't take his rebuke. Y'all quiet now. I got a pocket full of amens right over here. And every time I need one, I'll just pull one out. I'm trying to tell you, you don't do everything right either. But he don't point out your flaws. Because he, he don't want to fight with you. But every now and again, if you say, baby, you know what? I see what you're doing. I see you trying. If he falls, I know things are tight right now. But we're going to be all right. We're going to get through this. I got your I ain't going to put you out there in the streets. I ain't going to tell my girlfriend and my family that we struggling right now. We're going to make it through this. If we got to be on peanut butter and jelly for a while, so be it. I'll be the first one to put some peanut butter and jelly together. We're going to make a sandwich and we're going to be some jelly eating folk in this house. See, if the world don't have its back, you better have it. Let me help you. The Bible says it. Let me give you scripture because some of y'all coming at me right now shooting me. A wise woman buildeth her house. She builds her house. She know how to speak life into him. Baby, if a man is torn down, nobody can build him up like his woman. You go there and say, babe, you ain't got to do nothing but say, baby, I believe in you. You tell a man you believe in him, he'll run through a wall for you. 
He'll stick his chest out. He'll get back in the ring and fight again, but he just needs some encouragement. I'm almost there. Sit down. Sit down. Sit down. I'm trying to help us. Sometimes, women, you got to know when he doesn't have enough. You beating him up, and when he get quiet and walk off, don't follow him. He trying not to go to jail. He go outside and start working on something, leave him alone. See, y'all quiet. Some of y'all saying, well, that's what he doing. He trying not to go to jail. beat him every time he can't think that fast to every three words he give you you don't shout out 50 he can't win see how y'all looking right now nudge your neighbor and say you know it's the truth you know it's the truth he wants to be celebrated but he's a good man all he wants by his side is his woman David, let me close this out. David is sitting there and everybody's blaming him. And everybody's mad. Everybody wants to blame David because their families are gone. Sounds like what we're going through right now. In our own community, our houses are stressed. Kids are stressed. Things are different. And let me tell you something. Just because you got it going on. People look at it all the time. Well, that bishop and that and that first lady. Oh, we got challenges too. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I ain't bishop when I go home. I'm not bishop. I'm Anthony when I get home. My, my kids don't walk in the room calling me bishop. I'm daddy. She don't call me Bishop, I'm Anthony. Same thing going on in your house, go on in my house too. Don't mean you ain't saved. And since I'm parking here, let me help some of y'all. Some of y'all are so spiritual, he don't want you to be spiritual all the time. He don't want your tititata all the time. Y'all quiet. He married his girlfriend. All I need in this life and sin is me and my girlfriend. Down the ride to the very end. It's Y'all quiet. See, my issue is, the problem with us, the reason why we have struggles sometimes is because we're so busy trying to maintain that we forget that we're dating still. She's still your girlfriend. He's still... I'm in the wrong house. You can think I ain't saved. 
And me and Chaps, they riding out and they ain't no kids. I'm not playing John P. Key, watch me, Lord. Well, she's hanging with a dude. I got a little bit of Luther up in there. If this world were mine, I'll give you. Y'all quiet. See, Luther can say what I can't say. He gonna get me places I can't go on my own. He, he's my interceder. He. Church folk, get on your nerve. That's the problem. You stop dating, baby. These men are frustrated because our families are a mess. Now, it's one thing, Will, for the women to be frustrated, but the men are in turmoil because my family is in chaos. If he didn't care, why is he mad? <laughs> and all the men call are upset. And the Bible says that David, he said, you know what? Since nobody's here, uh, I'm going to talk to the Lord. He didn't go to the barbershop to get wisdom. He didn't go to ungodly friends to get wisdom. He went to God. Y'all quiet. He said, let me go talk to the God of everything. I'm not getting the wisdom from somebody else that got the same problems I got. Let me go to the God of my salvation to get my family back in order. I need somebody in here to shout amen right there. I'm almost there. I'm almost there. He, he didn't go and get wisdom from outside voices. He said, let me go to God for myself. Let me hear what God got to say. My family is in trouble. Who can I go to? I had a song one time by Escape saying, who can I run to? <laughs> Fill this empty space. I'm uh, on. I'm going to close this out because y'all y'all bored now. Uh, David goes to God and said, God, my family's in trouble. My, my money's in trouble. We, we've lost everything. The city is burned down. Where do I go to get my life together? He didn't go to nobody else on the outside. The reason why some of us right now are in trouble is because I keep listening to folk that don't know nothing. Your girlfriend got man problems. Why are you going to her? Your boy got five women. He ain't never hold one woman down. Why are you going to him? He can teach you how to juggle. He can't teach you how to commit. Why are you going to him? The Bible says that David went to God and he said, God, I want my family back. But then the Bible says and David encouraged himself. Look at every man in this room and say, it's time to get back up. Tell me, you got to have a conversation with yourself. Tell me, if nobody else speak life into you, you better learn how to speak life into your, y'all quiet in here. Point at them with that finger and show some disrespect and say, it's time for you to get up. Tell them, you better encourage yourself. 
Look yourself in the mirror. I don't care what you've been through and say, baby, I'm a winner. I am victorious. God made me a king. I am not my mistakes. I'm not going to let my life go out like this. I ain't going through all this hell for nothing. I might call some stuff on myself, but I can recover from where I am. Tell somebody, pat your own self on the back and stop waiting on other folk to celebrate you. Y'all won't say amen. The reason why you crying is because you can do what you want other folk to do. You got to encourage your own let me close this right here. Somebody come get this thing. See, your problem is you waiting on other folk to celebrate you. You want somebody else to tell you you're doing a good job. Well, just in case they forget, you better have the conversation with yourself. You better look in the mirror and say, you know what? I am so blessed. I don't know what to do about it. It's so much favor on my life. God loves me so much. I'm the apple of my daddy's eye. Slap him one more high five and say, don't act like you're tired of me because I'm encouraging myself. And tell him, I'm going to get so encouraged. I'm going to encourage you, baby. I'm going to speak life into you. Shall I pursue? And the Lord said, son, just don't pursue, but go back and get everything the devil took from you. Y'all quiet. Can I tell you what season we're in? You are well able, baby. If you trust God, you can get your family back. You can get your money back. You can get your purpose back. You can get your life back. Don't you leave nothing in the devil's hand. If he hits you, baby, fight back. Let me close this. I feel God, though. I promise you, I feel him. Tell somebody, you got to fight back. Tell them, stop being scared. Stop crying. Stop feeling sorry for yourself. Baby, if you just trust God and you do what he tells you to do, he's going to raise you up and everything you think you lost, he's going to make your life better than ever. The joy you need, the peace you need, the strength you need, the power you need. I'm going to give it all back to you. And let me tell some of y'all something. When the Bible says that when God told him to pursue, he got 600 men and they were on their way to get their families back. And while they were on their way, 200 men got tired. It wasn't because they didn't want to go, but they were tired. Quiet. Have you ever had good intentions and got you can't go tell your woman you're tired because she's going to tell you she's tired too. I'm tired. Yeah, I'm tired too. Washing your clothes and cooking your meal. No, 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 no. He's tired. He's trying to get there and can't get there. He's trying to make it and can't go. And David said, so the men said, we ain't going. Leave them right here. When we get there, whatever we get, we ain't giving them nothing. David said, no, we're going to give them some stuff too because at least they tried. Can I tell the men in here, you can't give up now. You might be tired, but you got to dust yourself off and ask God to give you strength and get back in the fight and keep going. It ain't going to be easy. Don't let nobody tell you different. But if you're willing to put in the fight, God can bless your life. 
And the Bible says, and please hear me, men, don't take this wrong, but David found a man on the side of the road who was sitting there. He hadn't eaten in three days. The Bible says the man was starving. He was a part of the enemy's camp. He was destitute and broken down. And David was getting ready to kill the man. But the man had some valuable information. So David fed the man, and the man came back to strength. What are you saying, Bishop? Don't be so cocky that you can't be teachable make sure that when God sends men in your life uh, who's already been where you're trying to go that you're able to take sound wisdom you don't know everything y'all quiet you don't know everything you need somebody to teach you some stuff uh, humble yourself uh, and take wisdom from another man uh, he might not have the money but he got years of experience he might not have the status where he can speak uh, into your life. Uh, you got to know how to take some wisdom from some. I'm speaking to somebody in here. Yeah, you've made some mistakes, uh, but you will not come out uh, until God sends somebody to, to give you some wisdom. Are you willing to take instructions? Uh, I don't care how old you are. Uh, so the Bible says when David got there, uh, they fought all night long. Uh, they killed all their enemies uh, and the Bible declares uh, that after they killed their enemies uh, that God gave him everything they lost back uh, they didn't just get the wife and the kids uh, but they got the money back uh, they got their goods back uh, look at somebody uh, and tell them I'm speaking prophetically right now uh, this next season of my life uh, because I lost some stuff in the last season uh, I'm going to get it all back. I might have lost my house, but I'm going to get another one. Y'all quiet. I done been through enough hell. I don't want the same house back. I want a better one now. My kids were under attack, but I'm going to get my kids back. And my kids going to serve the Lord. My kids going to call me blessed. My kids going to rise up and be all God called for them to be. And look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, here's the best part. I'm going to get me back. I lost me in the last storm, but God is waking me up. He's shaking me, and I'm coming out of everything that's ever held me down. I'm going to get back everything the enemy stole. I'm going to get my joy back. I'm going to get my peace back. I'm going to get my mind back. I'm going to get my future back. My purpose is on its way back. The reason I'm here today is because God is telling me to tell you go after it, baby. Whatever it is, don't wait on nobody. Go get what God says is yours. Don't wait for somebody to tell you that you're wonderful. No, you're already wonderful. And walk in the power of God. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, can I praise God for my next season? Lift up your voice. Put those hands together and give God a praise like you just lost your mind. My addiction won't kill me. I'm coming out of here. My weakness won't kill me. I'm coming out of here. I'm going to rise up and be all God called me to be. 
that new business is coming to pass. Promotion is coming to pass. Increase is coming to pass. Wealth is coming to pass. My ministry is coming to pass. Shout yes. Shout yes. Shout yes. Give God one radical praise. Stand to your feet. Uh, we're on our way home. Lift up your voice. Uh, lift up your voice. Uh, lift up your voice. Uh, lift up your voice. Every man in this room. Every man in this room, you are not your mistakes. You are not what they said about you. I don't care what they think. Every man that walked out of your life, can I tell you right now, I'm coming against rejection. I'm coming against abandonment. Because many men suffer from rejection. How you know, Bishop? It's been one of my biggest fights all my life. What nobody tells you is when you've been rejected by people, the first two folk in your life is your mother, Teresa, and your father. And when one of them rejects you, sometimes if you're not careful, a spirit will attach itself to you of rejection and abandonment and you will fight that thing and not even know you're fighting it rejection means I'm never good enough I always expect you to walk away from me you grown we're folk in your life right now and you felt abandoned you felt rejected it's a spirit here's how you know out of all the people you've dated you've dealt with it in every single relationship and you feel like you're never enough like you can't please that person because one person walked away and since you can't make them pay you make everybody else pay for what that one person did abandonment they left me this is why some of y'all push people away let me help you some of you in this room right now you because of abandonment and rejection you've never given all of you to anybody you kept a little bit of yourself in reserve just in case that person walks away you'll never admit it you're afraid to admit it. So what you do is try to control the situation. Because if I control it, I, I can keep myself from being hurt. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. People who have insecurities have control issues. Because if I control you, I can keep myself from being hurt. I'll never give you all of me. 
I'll give you 70% because you might walk away and I can't lose all of me to you again. I keep 30 in reserve. 20 in reserve. David dealt with stuff because his father never really handled him properly. Jesse rejected David. That's how David had issues growing up. Because when you have holes, you're always trying to fill it with other things. Drugs, pornography, women, sex, alcohol, success. You become intoxicated. This is why so many people are so ambitious. Ambitious. 